God bless you, dear friends, and welcome to July 24th, 2022 weekly message. You are listening to the Last Days Ministry from WGM Church. Uh, We're changing things up a bit this week. We will be beginning with the study of Book of Revelation. But as always, let us start with the Word of God from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of studying the book of Revelation. May the Holy Spirit open the understanding of each and everyone, hearing the word of prophecy. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, When we study together in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will guide you to the truth. The book of Revelation is especially important for those who have been saved because it reveals the future. It is the consummation of the prayer the Lord taught his disciples in Matthew. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's plan for heaven and earth to become one by righteousness in Jesus Christ. And God's children who participate in this plan have a wonderful promise to enter New Jerusalem and live forever in heaven. Since the book of Revelation is the last book of the Bible and the conclusion of God's plan, your blessings are contained in these words when you study them all the way to the finish. You will understand why God created the earth, why he still allows suffering of the world, and what conclusion lies in the end. Some scholars refer to the book of Revelation as the Apocalypse, which simply is a transliteration of the Greek title meaning Revelation. For that reason, we want you to know this clearly and receive the guidance of the Holy Spirit at this time. It will be a blessing to you when you do not listen to people, but receive the guidance of the Holy Spirit. 
Historically, the book of Revelation has been criticized by sinners who reject the Bible and Jesus Christ. We need to know the reason why. According to 1 Timothy, those who want to live godly in Christ will be persecuted. Therefore, those who shine the light in dark in the dark world will be persecuted. Only the book of Revelation and the Bible reveals the identity of Satan and his demise. There are also blessings about the church. It also describes in detail what will happen in the future for the Jews. The book also shows the rise and fall of the end of the nations that are neither the church nor the Jews. Furthermore, it reveals especially the end of the Roman Catholic Church and how the end of the universe dominated by the last sin will come to an end. Unbelieving sinners reject these words and rather persecute the believers of these words. First of all, as an introduction, it is important to know that the book of Revelation was written between 91 and 96 AD during the reign of Roman Emperor Domitian. However, many scholars say that it was written in 66 to 69 during the reign of Emperor Nero. Their reasoning behind this is that after the Jews crucified the Lord, they believed his word of Matthew 24. There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This was fulfilled in 70 AD as Jerusalem was devastated by the Roman general Titus. For that reason, those who claim that it was written between 66 and 69 are claiming that this book of Revelation was fulfilled in 70 AD. In other words, they are claiming the Great Tribulation is already gone and over. That's why the written date is so important. If Revelation was written after 70 AD, then Babylon the Great shows up after chapter 17. The Apostle John said it was strange seeing this Babylon the Great. He called it mysterious. Mysterious Babylon. If Babylon the Great was the Roman Empire at that time, there is no reason to be surprised. However, that surprised Apostle John was that when he saw the religious group named after Rome had reappeared, he was puzzled and, it, and he said it was a mystery. If the passage was referring to the Roman Empire, he wouldn't have been surprised because the Roman Empire had already persecuted and exiled Apostle John to Isle of Patmos. Many people consider Revelation as a difficult book. Many tend to believe it should not be interpreted lightly and such a mistake will cause great harm. Conversely, the book of Revelation is actually one of the easiest books in the Bible. The problem is, it's hard to believe. It's just what the Lord plainly spoke of. He didn't say in a sarcastic way, but because God's words always speak directly, the word is just what it is, unless a special parable is given. The problem is the man's heart is complicated and unbelieving, that is, scheme of Satan. By obscuring God's words, by turning everything to be an allegory, spiritually interpreting it in ways that humans can understand, God's book of Revelation is covered up and altered. The book of Revelation is the word of God and contains a total of 22 chapters and 404 verses. As mentioned earlier, the important thing about the dating of the record is that it was recorded in 96 AD. So we need to confirm once again that it has nothing to do with the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 
are especially introductory. What we must know before studying the book of Revelation is that era the Bible is talking about. For example, we are living in the age of grace. In other words, from the time Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, took on all our sins, died and rose again on the third day, and the Holy Spirit came upon us. This is the age of grace. It is where anyone who accepts Jesus Christ receives forgiveness of all sins and becomes justified and receives the Spirit of God to receive eternal life. For that reason, those who have not yet received this grace can receive it. In the old days of the age of law, Jews were given that law and they were stoned to death even if they did not keep the Sabbath day for one day. And if they committed adultery, they would also be stoned to death. That is why we don't know how wonderful the grace we have received now is. After this age of grace passes, the age of tribulation will arrive. That is why this doctrine of salvation is very important, and when it becomes incorrect, it is called heresy. That is why the important thing in the Bible is doctrine, then the lesson. After that, various spiritual teachings. Doctrine is like the spine, the backbone of the human body. Doctors claim all organs within the body share connection to the spine. When the spine is bent and twisted, all organs such as the stomach, liver, and various other organs eventually become ill. The same goes for the word. If we do not understand the doctrine of God's salvation according to the times, it becomes the root of all spiritual diseases. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Therefore, when you hear these words, you will realize that Revelations chapter 1, 2, and 3 show the types of churches in the church age. Historically, there were such churches, and doctrinally apply to the age of tribulation. There is also an important fact about the book of Revelation. As we study the word of God, we must keep in mind that every verse of the Bible applies in three ways. The first is historical. How and where did this happen at any historical time in biblical events? It's very important. The second is to know doctrinally. Every verse of the Bible was written to teach specific truth to specific people at a specific time for a specific reason. For that reason, the age of law applies to the age of law, the age of grace applies to the age of grace, and the age of conscience applies to the age of conscience. For example, in the days of Noah, entering the ark was the doctrine of salvation. In the age of law, keeping the law was the doctrine of salvation. Now today, in the age of grace, salvation through believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving him as Savior is the doctrine of salvation. And finally, third, we can apply God's word spiritually. When we hear the word of God and read it, we can hear the words of reproof and instructive words to discipline us in righteousness. This is why every verse of the Bible can be spiritually applied to correct or teach people. So it is impossible to fully understand the word of God without using these three applications, historically, doctrinally, and spiritually.
Before we delve into the study of Revelation, the first thing we need to know is the framework. When you study something, you can understand the overall meaning only if you know the framework first, and then the content. If you don't know the framework, or if you know it partially, you'll end up getting an incorrect understanding of the book. The book of Revelation is divided into four main sections. First, chapters 1, 2, and 3, the church age. Then from chapters 4 through 19, the seven-year tribulation period appears. It contains what happens in the age of tribulation on this earth. Third, in chapter 20, we see the period of the thousand-year reign. It is the millennium period, when Jesus Christ returns to earth and reigns for a thousand years. Fourth and lastly, in chapters 21 and 22, there is the final judgment after the millennial kingdom, then eternal reign of righteousness, where there is no wicked man, no devil, no antichrist, no false prophet, the age when the new heaven and new earth where all righteousness dwells, and the eternity of the new Jerusalem is revealed. So, church age, tribulation age, millennium period, and eternal age. That's why Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does this mean? We can't apply what will happen in the church age to the tribulation age. And also, we can't apply the millennium period to the church age. Hence, the importance of rightly dividing. We must properly divide the word of truth and study it. Otherwise, you will become a shameful worker. Now, let's study by reading from uh, chapter 1, verse 1, verse by verse. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, testify of what the Apostle John uh, witnessed, what he saw. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we already know that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, shed his blood, died on the cross, resurrected and ascended into heaven. But more importantly, when he comes the second time, the Lord is not coming to die, but to judge. The Lord is coming to save God's children and his people. It's about the kingdom of God, the revelation of the Lord who comes to establish the kingdom of God. It's very important. Jesus is the Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Satan is also the anointed one. Antichrist is also the anointed one. But there is an Antichrist, and there is a true Christ, and that Jesus is the true Christ. He came as a prophet to testify the word, testify of the truth. He is now in heaven as a high priest, and will come to this earth as the King of kings and Lord of lords in the future. Just as prophets, chief priests, and kings were anointed with oil in the old days, our Lord received these three offices perfectly. That's why we have to know all the revelation about Jesus Christ in order to know him. John 17, 3, the Lord said himself, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. If you're going to know, you need to know how it ends. It is actually more important to know not only that Jesus Christ died for me in the past, but to realize the promise of how he will save me and bless me in the future. 
It is important to be born into this world, just as it is important for the person who was born to eat well and grow healthy to be truly successful in this world. The same applies spiritually. Those who believe in Jesus Christ and are born again cannot overcome the world unless they live in hope of meeting the Lord who comes to save the believers. That is why Apostle John said that our faith overcomes the world. That faith is believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Lord Jesus Christ, God and the Messiah. Revelation 1-2 Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. So what is the testimony? The word of God should be answered through the word of God. Revelation 19.10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And what is the spirit of prophecy? It is the ability to speak of things to come. Simply put, whoever confesses that they are sinners and accepts Jesus Christ, they become justified. Because all their sins have already been blotted out on the cross, the power appears the moment they believe and the righteousness of God is imputed, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ enters that person. If there are people who have not yet been saved, listening in today, if they accept Jesus Christ right this moment, the Spirit of God will enter you. The Spirit of the Creator will enter you. So then what happens next? The Spirit of Jesus Christ, because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of prophecy, tells with certainty what will happen to me and what will happen to you. The Holy Spirit teaches me that I am saved, clearly assuring me that I am going to heaven. Otherwise, there is no way to know. It's not something you know because you have some knowledge in your head. Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, is the spirit of prophecy, we are 100% sure because the spirit of prophecy has come inside. Now, how do you know that the Bible is the word of God? It is the only book in the world that accurately prophesied everything in the future without a single error. Other than the fact that I am saved, we can realize through the Holy Spirit that it is the only book in the world that accurately prophesied all facts. Over 20 writers across three different continents that lived more than a thousand years apart all accurately prophesy that what will happen without a single error. Someone who didn't believe in the Bible attempted to prove the Bible is false. And after reading deep into the Bible, he finally realized that the Bible is the word of God. Jesus also said to search the Bible instead of reading the Bible like a novel. You need to thoroughly read the Bible from Genesis 1.1 to the last verse of Revelation 22. Many often read and study while staying up all night because the books of the world require studying and passing exams in order to become successful. It is very unfortunate how much the children of God actually search and study the Bible. It's a problem when people tend to forget the previous week's sermon preached from the pulpit. The word of God is most important to us. Those who believe in God's word have entered the spiritual kingdom of God. Not only need to know the laws of the world, but they should know God's laws much better. Now when we read this Bible carefully, we can see that the spirit of prophecy is the truth of God's word. Our Lord said that too. In John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 
Moving forward to verse 3, listen very carefully. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. You see, there's a blessing. Blessed are those who read, hear, and keep the book of Revelation. You're listening to this right now, correct? Also, you are blessed when you read these words alone at home. And you are blessed when you keep these words you have read and heard in your heart. This is what the Lord himself said. And unfortunately, many scholars and even the servants of the Lord fear that carelessly interpreting the book of Revelation will bring curse. They'll tell you it's a dangerous book. So for that reason, you should not be recklessly reading it. You should not listen to it. And you should not talk about it. This is taking away all the blessings that the saints will receive. So who will you listen to? Indeed, in Romans 3 verse 4, Let God be true, but every man a liar. Even a pastor is bound to lie sometimes. We're not perfect. Only God is true, and every man is a liar. No exceptions. We need to know how God speaks to us. The old Bereans were some noble people back in the day. Even when the Apostle Paul preached the word to them, they pondered whether there really was such words contained in the Bible. In God's eyes, a noble person is not someone who wears fine clothes and has a hefty education background and someone who's polite. But a person who follows God's word of truth, having the standard of God's word, is very noble in God's eyes. Those who rebuke and reproach anyone who teaches God's words incorrectly are noble in God's eyes. In terms of human standards, from a humanistic point of view, that kind of person seems very disrespectful. The Lord did not discriminate against sinners when they came to him. When he met prostitutes, tax collectors, or whosoever repented and accepted him as the Lord, he took pity on them, and in some cases, like the Phoenician woman at the well. Now, she was an obscene woman who had changed her husband five times, but because she waited for the Messiah in her heart, he took pity on her and kindly taught her the truth. But for those like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who had lived a long religious life while keeping the law as just as religious people, and then we see the Lord rebuking them, calling them as children of vipers, we can see that the nobility seen in God's perspective versus man's perspective are distinctly different. For that reason, I earnestly pray for you at this time that we know this fact clearly and that you all go out to a blessed place. Now when certain things in the book of Revelation appear, we will see that the end is very near. For example, starting at chapter 3, uh, verse 15 talks about the church age and the church of Laodicea. The Lord said, The people are neither cold nor hot, and he will vomit them out. The Lord also said in chapter 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open a door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. Laodicea means civil rights. Uh, we will study further later on. It also means human authority is upheld higher than the authority of God. How much do the churches follow the authority of God's words these days? When you chime into uh, some church meetings, there are a lot of people that speak of their own minds and their own opinions. Everything can be decided only by the word of God. 
and anyone can obey the word because the church is governed by the law of God's word and is the kingdom of God. If the pastor, let's say, he, he obeys the word, the saints will follow. But on the flip side, when pastors disobey the word, the saints must tell the pastor that he is not following the word and that he needs to follow the word. This is the way to become one body and serve the Lord. That is why, as we study the book of Revelation and compare what has been fulfilled so far, you'll realize that the end is near. Again, in verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. What did Apostle Paul say in Ephesians 1? What is the mystery of God's will? It is the dispensation of the fullness of times. This is what God planned before the foundation of the world, that in the age of grace, this blessing of adoption, being adopted as many children of God in Jesus Christ, the blessing of becoming children of God now. John 1.12 But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. God gave birth to you if you're a believer. How wonderful is that? This new birth, born of the Holy Spirit in the Word, given through the Holy Spirit of God, the seed of God, is eternal. Because God does not die. If you receive Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Spirit, you won't die. The death of the body, the flesh, and the cardiac arrest are not considered death, but the beginning of the true and perfect life of eternity. The Apostle Paul said, Philippians 1, 23 and 24, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. We clearly see the reason why we live in the flesh, in this body, because we have to testify the word to save even one more person. Therefore, we have studied the introduction up to verse 3 of the book of Revelation today. Although it's just up to verse 3, the Holy Spirit will teach you that it is a blessing as you read and meditate on this verse at home. Jesus will return soon. He will come for his church first, the chaste bride of Christ, before he allows the great tribulation to start on earth. He will then return on his second coming with the church to destroy the unbelieving world. He will then set up and rule his millennial kingdom here on earth. He invites everyone into his kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Admit you're a sinner and repent for not believing in the blood shed by Jesus. Believe in this gospel, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You must repent and believe the gospel with all your heart. Pray for wisdom and understanding of the Holy Bible as you study, and let Jesus lead you in truth and spirit. Jesus is waiting for you even today. The day of salvation is now and today. God bless and thank you for listening in. Have a blessed day.